millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. A New World Order, and I am Zane C. Weber, Chancellor of the National Council of Zane Australia, here with my friends from across the sea to talk about the issues plaguing our simulated nations. And to my right tonight is... Your people's champion, the one in 200, your man on the street, the phenomenal one, Sebastian of the United States of Seb America. Do you need to check your title again? I said it. Good. <laughs> you did have a significant pause while you figured out what it was. Yeah, I've got so many written in front of me. Mm, yeah, good. I'm glad. You're welcome, audience. What happened to you, Submerica? Nothing. <laughs> we're, we're debatably constantly improving. Constantly debatably. neurotic. No. Narcissistic. No. Good evening, everyone. I'm Andrew Schossler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolium. Oh, sorry, right. sorry. What am I again? I, what did you What did you do? Accuse me of being again? Neurotic. No. After that, that title is set at the constitutional level. Yeah, so is mine. I am. <laughs> it's an amendment. <laughs> <laughs> Every week we amend it. My title was independently peer reviewed. <laughs> so was mine. One in two hundred. Incorrect. Yours is an experiment. Every week, see what people best react to. It's me, the phenomenal one. <laughs> How can I assist you with your governing? That's that's a little on the nose, isn't it? <laughs> the, the, the phenomenal one. Yeah. I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. I am extreme leader. <laughs> <laughs> if you're joining us for the first time, we each run a simulated nation on the nation simulator, nationstates.net, and each week we deal with one issue from our nation that we bring to the table and discuss, argue, yell, and cry about with our fellow leaders. Whoop, whoop. Oh, sorry, guys. That is the Submerican alarm going. I have a major issue at hand today. Surprising <laughs> no one. My uh, Guys, it's a big deal. Voter apathy rising, but no one cares. So why is it an issue? <laughs> I care. <laughs> because no one's that paying was, you enough attention. That was my personal alarm that you heard going off from my office. <laughs> The issue. Statistics have shown a steady decline in voter turnout in Submerica's latest elections. After numerous requests and finally a cash prize, some individuals have come forward with suggestions as what should be done. We offered a cash prize to get people to vote in our election. Not to, v- to give suggestions on how to get no, people to vote. I, we've tried cash prizes. As a form of bribery? As a form of... 
so it's inspiration like a to oh. come to the uh, you, advertisement. You, Please come vote. <laughs> you could win a cash prize. You get your, you get your raffle ticket with every vote. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> yeah, voting's anonymous, except for this one part of voting, which is crazy publicized. <laughs> well, no, you just have to go in and have your vote, and then you get it when you come out. But then, like, we have to announce on, like, the national t- television, like, just, oh, just, the winner of the election <laughs> prize money. <laughs> no, they don't tell you what your vote was. <laughs> because they voted for me, I'm giving them $100 million. Isn't that implied? <laughs> Option one, nobody cares about voting anymore, sighs Oswald Wolowitz, chief watchdog, oh, sorry, chief of a watchdog organisation overseeing fair ballots. Even I only got my position because my mum's a member. This is supposed to be a democracy, yet less than a quarter of our population voted for your government. I believe that if we free up methods such as internet and phone voting, then people might actually feel inclined to give their opinions. It beats having to stand stand for hours um, in the rain to give the vote that they primarily feel will make no difference. Same and Australia it, agrees. Yeah, also like their vote literally will make no difference because of how this game works. <laughs> so these, these poor fake people are standing in the rain to vote. It does not matter. I will win. <laughs> Option two. The easier you make something, the less anyone will care about it, says Catriona Wood. That's, a, that's an interesting name. Catriona. Hmm. No one's sure. I've never, I've never seen that name Are you sure it's not life. Katrina? <laughs> are you testing our baby name, Seb? <laughs> no, just, I've never seen that. It, just, it, looks like, it looks like Katrina spelled wrong with a C. Um, a political scientist with nothing to do. The only real way to increase voter turnout is to force people to vote. Make it compulsory with with executions for those who don't comply and then we'll have a true democracy, sort of. Would I proofread this one? Come on, nation state. Would I ban not voting? Mm. Would, would no, I don't just ban not voting. <laughs> <laughs> Execute <laughs> those who don't vote. This is an upset for me because this is my runner-up answer because I had misread it initially <laughs> thinking there would be fines for those that did not vote. You, so, still, you have an executioner, yes, America. It's the ultimate fine. I don't want to put him to work. <laughs> there was a period of time where he just went out and did daily executions. Daily we random executions. We speculate that that's what happened. And that wasn't that legislated. <laughs> Flogging stopped doing it for him and he, and he needed that, that <laughs> bloodlust. Yes, exactly right. Option three, the reason people aren't voting is because they're quite happy with how things are, says Velma DuPont, lounging in a deck chair. If people can't be bothered to vote, then why not just do away with the whole thing altogether? Come next election, just set yourself up as dictator for life and everyone can get back to doing what they'd rather be doing. Now, please go away. You're standing in my rays. Now, I would argue... You did this option pretty much, didn't you? Absolutely, (laughs) because... The way you justify it morally is to set yourself up as dictator and also then remove the government completely. But I don't want to do that. That's you. I, I do not want to remove why, my government. Why do you want a government? Why do you think to support it's... my people. Sorry? My government's there to support my people. Support the people? Why yeah. can't they support themselves? Because they're Americans. What, what does that mean? <laughs> because he, you've met them. <laughs> he's doped them up. I have not he's, doped them up. He's put them in the sun and they're just <laughs> chilling out. <laughs> and they're like, what? It's so hot. I don't want to work. Okay, I have not doped up my people <laughs> at all. No, um, they're, they're doing a fine job of that themselves. 
I think you're approaching this the wrong way, says Andrew Lavelle, the proprietor of Ultracorp Smith Max Chemicals Incorporated. <laughs> if people can't get out and about, it's clearly due to a lack of energy. Our product range includes an ideal solution. We could add Power Thirst trademark to the national water supply. <laughs> and better yet, it only has a very slight risk of causing zombification or exploding cattle. You see, only a slight risk. <laughs> it's practically safe, right? <laughs> <laughs> and fifth and final, I uh, I think uh, just do whatever, says Cassie Lou, uh, checking the time again. I don't have time for this. Bye. <laughs> that, that is the whole option. I think that sums up the the will of Submerica very yep. well. Just so, I'm going to do what do I nothing. want. Yeah. So realistically, my two choices are: do I open up voting to phone and in online voting or just like let them be the way they are i would think letting them be they they're not turning out themselves they're not prevented from yeah. from coming to elections they are already being held they're free and open to to attend and people simply aren't engaging one of the negative answers here the one about um becoming a dictator raises a very important issue obviously if these people aren't turning out to vote it must be because their lives aren't terrible to the point that they are seeking an, an active way of changing things up to improve themselves. Or they so, think it can't be changed. But this whole place is about choice. I've given them all these choices. No, so I, I know, but again, devil's advocate here, yep. some, somebody not exercising an option is not necessarily because they, they think everything's fine. If they think that their vote doesn't matter, they also won't, won't cast a vote. Mm. Because what's I, the point? I, I why, why go to the effort if it's if it's meaningless anyway? But we I mean, even beneficent systems can be entrenched. But we've taken so many steps in this nation to give them all these choices. The fact that I'm one in two hundred is this huge step because we wanted all their votes to have more weight no, when it came to the running of the country. You just made your government two hundred times as expensive. No, but what we did was <laughs> we made all their independent uh, local members have as much power as a prime minister as in shared. So their vote significantly matters more now than ever. Why not just extend that to every individual and make every individual because have that the power wasn't of an the option, prime or I would have done it. <laughs> So I'm going with... But then you would be leaderless and anarchic. The Andropolian ideal. Yeah, no thanks. There's a line between... <laughs> By your own logic. That's, that's, that's no. the way you, you want to be no, going. No, 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 no. <laughs> so I'm going with option five of just whatever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't see this actually doing any changes. This is actively doing nothing. No. So the, prob- the problem with that is is you leave yourself open to... I, I guess like cultural takeover in that if a like an insurgent group or, or some sort of violent group like the National Socialist Party gets a big enough following and activates enough people, enough voters, they with a relatively small portion of the nation can get significant power mm. and then use that to get themselves more power and more power. But, so they're, but I, they're fine people, Zane. They put people to work. They ban smoking on public transport. They kill Jews. Exactly right. You know, sensible, poli- <laughs> sensible policies. For <laughs> this is a first for me, guys. I have a talking point, a single newspaper headline Ooh. and one trend. Oh, Procrastination is a national sport. Surprising. No one. <laughs> our, new edition, news. Yeah. our new edition, less politics, more pictures. And my only trend, political apathy up 3.3%. 
because it was Only? already very high. Ah, very good. <laughs> it went from 52.16 to 53.9. Well, I also have an issue revolving around, I guess, the public's worthiness in the political system, mm-hmm. but particularly in the judiciary. The uh, issue is entitled 12 Angry, Tired and Increasingly Confused Men. That sounds like a very bad sequel. <laughs> the trial of one of Zane Straley's most notorious embezzlers has ended after eight years with a not guilty verdict. Despite most legal experts considering the evidence overwhelming, some have suggested that trial by jury should be abolished for certain complex financial crimes. Mm. So I like this issue because it's not immediately obvious what the answer should be. Yeah, quite true. There are three options. Option number one. Eight years wasted on that crook all because the jury couldn't keep up with the technical terms involved. Rant's exasperated state prosecutor Carl Trevelyan stuffing papers into a briefcase after the trial. I'm not saying that we should do away with trial by jury altogether, but for cases like this, which involve a great deal of expertise to even understand the laws in the first place, corruption, fraud, insider trading, there's simply no benefit in depending on a group of uninformed citizens to come up with a verdict. One of the definitions of a genius is to take a very complicated and sophisticated issue and make it simple, simple to, un- to understand. You could very well make the argument that um, this, this barrister failed to explain the complexities in, in, in a way that the jurors could understand. Correct. Um, even given eight years <laughs> to do it. Uh, but that being said... If it, there, there is a certain amount of trust that even I'm, I'm going to refer to a movie, uh, the uh, what is it called? The one about the GFC. Oh, yeah, uh, margin call. No, the one about the guys who profited off of it. Margin call. No. One of the big short. The big short. Yeah, yeah. Yes, even in that movie, both, that was both, just both kind good of like movies. Yeah. That, <laughs> That, uh, but I'm talking like explicitly. They had someone explicitly saying to the camera, "Yeah, this is very complicated. Just assume that these guys are doing this." The end. Yeah, because it's like they can't explain it in a. There's no simple way to really narrow it down, and especially when you have criminals who can quite easily kind of disguise what they're doing, or maybe. Uh, make it unobvious to those uneducated in the ways of the, of financial transactions or uh, political processes or en- encryption or whatever, yes. it'd be very hard to explain to anyone. It, it is kind of a prosecutor saying, in our system, you can't do this. You have to trust me that they did do this. But that's and all of these numbers, these these massive spreadsheets, <laughs> show that they do this. You have access to these spreadsheets. But that's but that's not an argument. Saying "trust me, I know what I'm talking about" I is know. not an argument. 
well, they did this. These show this. It was it was it was yeah, fine for the movie. That's yeah. exactly right. And the issue there was partially because it was such a tangled regulatory web. Yes, where you could be in full compliance with one set of regulations, um, which would kind of commit you to um, committing a crime. You know, in in, yes, in, in yeah. some other in in some other avenue. So option number two. Why are we so hung up on trial by jury anyway? Shrugs the author of controversial bestseller Leviathan, the matter, form and power of Leader's mother-in-law. When you go to the doctor, you depend on 12 random strangers for your diagnosis? No, of course you don't. Democratic principles have their practical limits. We mustn't entrust the courts to dull-witted jurors who don't understand basic concepts such as reasonable doubt. No, that I think is ridiculous. Yeah, I think this is introducing <laughs> summary judges. Well, <laughs> that they, can, they can decide yes. on an issue. Yes, alone. It's yeah. like uh, no, you're guilty, <laughs> guilty. I don't like your face. Get to prison with mm-hmm. you. Luckily, I've abolished the death sentence. So, whew. all right. And option number three. Oh, and what else do you expect me to do, lovey? Cluck Zane Straley's most prolific juror, Haley Christmas, as she rolls up a copy of this week's All Right! with an exclamation mark magazine. You know, I wouldn't mind deciding on parking disputes, especially if I get to chat with Rita from that Milton murder trial again. Did, did you hear she's had her hair done again? Oh, where was I? <laughs> oh, right, no, well, this pyramid scheme thing might have given me a headache, but, you know, he got me out of the house. So I guess that's kind of like the people who can spare the time to get on juries just continue being on juries. It, certainly in Australia you have you are obliged to serve unless you by some miracle happen to, you know, convince your employer to write a, you know, nice little letter and tick a box saying, yeah. No, I really need him to work in this time. I can't spare him for yeah. for the thing. Pending that, you are you you are obliged to to serve on the jury unless you're excused through any number of other medical, you know, or uh, political tears or that, 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 that are set up. Yeah, but also there are the, there are people that are yeah. So, I I think I think there are there are crimes that are not easily reducible to layman's terms. Well, why why do we have a jury system in the first place? Well, honestly, because it removes a lot of the power from judges. Mm-hmm. So the judges don't have life and death say over everything. You have to actually talk to real people about issues uh, that, that make a judgment on whether what you did or not was justified or legal. So if you're flirting with the idea of... Excusing juries in some very complicated issue from uh, yeah. exercising judgment over well, some it, complicated issues. It does issues. explicitly say corruption, fraud, and insider trading. Yeah, so those three wouldn't, issues. Wouldn't that be a red flag for simplifying the regulations and laws concerning corruption and uh, yes. and other crimes like that? It would. Like I if, mean, it's, if it's if it's too complex for regular people to understand, surely it should be simplified. Option. 
Well, that's really not an option. I know, no, I, I know it's not. I know it's not an option. I think option one is the is the compromise. Like nation states has started out with a compromise this week, and then <laughs> not, a, you, not an explicit ban. Ban you, juries. <laughs> well, then no. Then we get the ban <laughs> juries, <laughs> and then we get proceed as usual with whoever is on the jury is on the jury. But but once you once you start down that path, you can also then excuse juries in other circumstances. You can say, oh, well, you know, for this murder trial, we can't have a jury because, uh, you know, regular people will become impassioned. We need, you know, judges only to decide the uh, the, the, the fate of uh, the guilty or the innocent in this case because we can't... We can't emotionally burden the jury with the details. It was I mean, so gruesome, it was so that, horrible. That is, that is a slippery slope argument yeah and while i can see that happening in a real world situation in nation states i'm oh zane australia <laughs> stick to the fundamentals uh, i am sticking to the fundamentals um <laughs> i think i think this is this is honestly in my specific uh in, in my ideal world i would i would say that in certain situations like this you can request a qualified jury, which gets a jury of people who perhaps have some sort of uh, foundation in in the laws or the crimes that have been admitted here. But that's already in the best interest of um, your advocate in the, in the, during the jury selection. Absolutely, but they might not be available, or they're, and they're not already selected for. So, well, in, and honestly, in this case, in this case. Uh, being uninformed about the system uh, was bad for the prosecution, yes. not not the defence. So it erred on on the side of uh, uh, not guilty. But there's no there, there's no real way to say that it's going to err on either side. Oh, true. Okay, it, true. It, then yeah. you're just relying on the that's, charisma okay. of the lawyers involved. That's that's fair um, enough. Yeah. So which I think op- which option are you looking at? Sorry, I'm looking at the one where it says for certain for certain particular complex crimes uh, we don't. Throw it to a jury. Yeah. So, uh, in an ideal world, you could re- so you could request a a, a certain um, level of education about whatever it is, or knowledge about like so. If it is about bank processes or international trading, you could request people who work in that industry perhaps uh, to come in. That wasn't an option here, though, was it? It's not an option. That's my. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Ideal, and I think this is the closest to that. Yeah. Um, See, that's that's also dangerous because then you've got people. It who... is, and it is a step away from like true ultimate democracy, which is what Zane Australia is about. Um, I mean, crime is, but I am also about education and and futurism. So, I, I guess, don't you trust your own population to? be educated or be willing to educate themselves on on the issues? I do. I trust them. But in this specific issue, it hasn't happened that way. 
Yeah, but but you know, choosing to accept juries in some circumstances uh, gives gives the indication that you that you don't think people are capable of understanding complex issues. Well, all the I time. think what the third one implies is that there is a juror class emerging, whereas it's, <laughs> oh, it's, I, okay. yeah, so pe- people kind of like uh, serial jurors because they're the ones that never. Are never absent or never turn it away, <laughs> and they just want kind of go there all the time. Okay. Or, yeah. So, I think I'm going to go for number one. It, it's I'm not 100 percent set on it. Number three is also a good option. Number two is never really an option. Right. But I think this one step, I think we can do that. Okay. So, uh, extraordinary tribunals try accused financial criminals. Well, that's all right. A tribunal is for better than just now. a judge. For now. Clothing retailers look forward to bumper season. Children being seen more and heard less. Citizens <laughs> welcome firm leadership. Uh, family groups applaud return of decency. My biggest up is social conservatism at 2.4 and then followed by authoritarianism at 0.05. Oh, goodness me. My biggest down is ideological radicality at 1.1%, followed by crime and recreational drug use at 0.2%. So no obvious impacts at the moment? No. Well, I don't think there would be, like, even the crimes themselves were few and far between because there's one specific kind of crime. So no big ones, no no big issues yet. But I can see that that leading down a trail of issues. That it's a crack States. in the dam, <laughs> a crack in the dam that you know is 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 only is only producing a few drops a week Look, uh, at, at the moment. Say Australia has made decisions before that have gone against one or another part of our central ideology. And yes, with, because with, principles can be bent. Yes, they can Just be. like a sapling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Twisted right. into whatever shape you like. Well, while, when you're done mocking me, let's see what you've got to do this week. <laughs> Andropolia this week is faced with alien invaders. Ooh. Ooh. I hope no, this is as exciting as it no, sounds. I heard no, this isn't just Mexican people. No, the excitement is all in the title. <laughs> A spectre is haunting Andropolia. The spectre of the wood-eating spike ball. Ew. With scenic parks ravaged by this invasive species, citizens are clamouring at your door to advise you. As they would, being absent uh, an environment minister or a, or a department <laughs> yeah, of, everyone just comes of agriculture. To your door. That's exactly right. And they advise me. How, how very democratic. The ecosystem is in great peril claims Ludwig Godlightly, an importer of exotic pets. Ludwig. These wood-eating wood spike balls have no natural predators here, but there is a solution. Back in their native Maxtopia, these pests are kept in check by the saber-toothed penguin. We, <laughs> we must introduce these animals into our forests before it's too late. And you know, since I'm such a nice guy, I'll cut you a deal on the penguins. Those forest-dwelling penguins. <laughs> uh, well, we've got we've got the sea penguins, which make up the bulk of our you know beef and penguin lasagnas. Yeah. No, you moment. should you should definitely import the cane toads to get rid of them. Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but 
Would you rather be in a country that's overrun with cane toads or saber-toothed penguins? They sound adorable. They do sound adorable, don't they? But I mean, like, they are a predator of slings, so they can't be too... I mean, cane toads are pretty repulsive. Yep. And poisonous. <laughs> like, I could name hundreds of other horrible animals I'd rather have than cane toads in my yard right now. Land octopuses. <laughs> I want a land octopus. It's the same. How much better does that sound than? Oh, okay. Cane toads kill dogs, and I don't want to see how a land octopus takes on a dog either. It's probably just strangulation. Yeah, that's not good. We already <laughs> have snakes. We don't need land octopuses. Don't, don't we call them spiders? No, no, no. I do that. Flippy, <laughs> floppy octopus creatures. Oh god, gigantic spiders to get rid of the. Oh. You can't stop one invasive species by introducing another, scoffs avid hunter Ingrid Miracone while skinning several rabbits on your desk. My God. Just give out You let them in (laughs) with rabbits and and a knife apparently. Well, they clamoured at the door and I was helpless. It'd be rude to turn them away. (laughs) Even if they are skinning animals. Just give out hunting permits for these spike balls and we'll have the population under control in no time. You know what? Might as well extend hunting and fishing seasons for other animals too. I've been itching to bag myself a giant Lilliputian rabbit. Oh, I really love how Nation Teachers go, here's a reasonable answer with an unreasonable agenda. <laughs> 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 Let's see you deny that. <laughs> well, we have fishing season all year round in Queensland. There are well, certain restrictions, bag, bag limits, yeah, on certain things. And size so. limits, etc., etc. But you can still fish and you can still... I, you can but still bring the animal up and then release it. Yeah. Yeah. He has cops. <laughs> you have cops. No, oh, they're overworked. Well, they could. I'm, I'm, a little bit more work on an overworked yeah, cop. Wildlife inspectors. I'm surprised I have not had you know a uh, an issue to basically double the size of of the of the police force. That's, that is that is what Andropolia desperately <laughs> needs. I, would, I wouldn't be spending my time on this rubbish <laughs> yeah. in the in the. Well, actually, no. This this is a genuine issue. What do you think this thing looks like? What's its name again? The creature. It is the uh, woody thing, spike ball. Spike I'm ball. I'm imagining like a sea urchin. It's it's like a fixed. Yeah, to a yeah, tree. yeah. Some some sort of porcupine yeah. with you know really long okay. permanent spikes. And it kind of curls up into a ball, Aww. rolls about, Aww. finds the tree, and then attaches to it and just. Scoffs like it down beaver. like a beaver. Yeah. What I was imagining was like an echidna. It wraps itself into a ball, but it leaps like the the bunny rabbit ah, from the nice, Monty Python nice, Holy nice. Grail, <laughs> but like at trees and potentially humans. So that's what I I'm mistakes seeing. for trees. Yeah, <laughs> particularly tall people. <laughs> Just gutted. So Andropolia is one hundred percent on board with. Uh, there are two more options. But so far, completely, completely on board with issuing hunting permits and multi-level here because Andropolia does things efficiently. We'll, let's kill two birds with, with however many stones we can get our hands on. Getting rid of all those rabbits as well. To simply extend the hunting seasons to get rid of the restrictions on those. Yeah. Perfect. Less bureaucracy. We won't need to issue any licenses for hunting. Perfect Andropolian answer. Okay. Perfect. Can I? I couldn't have put it. Can better I myself. shoot some tiny hole in that boat you're about to sail away in? Please do. Okay. If this animal is such a huge threat to your environment that you need to take action to remove it, yeah. Why is an option that it will also destroy your environment through overfishing and overhunting an option that you want to take? When you may as well just do nothing and let this thing do it by itself with no stand with no with no action on your behalf. 
So what if these spike balls are eating all the trees? <laughs> really? You're ignoring that amazing voice? <laughs> it was says thoroughly apathetic citizen Sonequa Carter. Nature got along fine for millions of years before we came into the picture. Just let the survival of the fittest run its course. Sure, we might lose a few species and ecosystems along the way, but at least we'll save some money. Forests are really boring anyway. Is that not your point? Kind of. Like, but <laughs> yeah. I'm saying, like, if you're, you're saying, I don't want this thing to destroy our environment. I'd rather we did it ourselves. No, no, no. I'm saying this is an invader. Somebody wants to hunt it. There is a law in the way preventing them from being able to hunt it and I am opening up that option for them. That part's fine. Hunting this creature is fine. It's the part about extending it into fishing and opening full hunting season for every other animal. That's the part. Like why are you saving the environment if you're just going to let them kill it anyway? No, no, it's not about saving the environment. This is not an environmental issue for me. It's a it's a exercise of freedom of you know hunting okay. issue. Okay, it just seems like you're trading one environmental travesty for another one. No, no. no. Um, in the UK, where there were um, and and Canada as well, where there were fishing quotas um, uh, put on for the uh, deep sea cod. Mm. Prior to um, to the regulations, the populations were pretty well managed by, by the fishermen. They never overfished um, because doing so would ruin their, ruin their market entirely. You know, if you hunt a species to extinction, it, you, know, you, you, you can't hunt it next year if you don't, you don't leave enough uh, uh, um, re- reproducing members of that, of, the, of that species. But when the quotas were implemented um, and size restrictions put in place, what you found was that... Um, fishermen would change their behaviour to get as most fish as possible within those regulations, even if it went against um, their, their natural instincts, you know, to leave so. Because their competitors were, were going to be doing exactly that. Mm. And so they would, they would fall behind if they, if they didn't exercise every single option they could. And what you find is that um, the, uh, <laughs> evolution takes its course and the whatever whatever arbitrary um, size limit was was set, you will find the population tending towards that that limit because, of course, the the fish that never grow beyond that size are never killed, mm. and they go on to to reproduce. So, by implementing uh, hunting quotas, fishing quotas, by regulating it, you actually harm the um, uh, the the species by just allowing hunting to happen as it naturally would and let the, and, and let the hunters sort out the numbers and, 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 and how they're going to do it, it's far more effective um, and, and <laughs> uh, controversially it, it, it goes against your, your, your instincts. It actually is the environmental option. Okay. Except banning it altogether. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you don't want to ban it because nature is already set up with you know, feedback mechanisms to control populations. It it is exploding in 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 numbers here because it does not have any natural predators. Oh and yeah, how, no, no, no. And how it came to be Those, introduced to Andropolia. Specific yeah. pest, yes. But when it comes to overfishing of the oceans, that's something that you can't fix with out either a ban or heavy regulation. No. The, the market regulates itself. Fishermen will not haul 
more fish than, than, than can repopulate itself because that will be the last haul they take. Except and if they trawlers, don't understand the impact that they're having, which is exactly They will what's go out happening. of their way to understand because the next time they go out on their, on their trawl, if they're coming back with half a load, they're going to find out why. They're, they're not just. They're not just going to take it to on. Disagree. <laughs> I, I think you you people are, are very not, optimistic. No, people are not stupid. They are very invested in their livelihood, and they go out of their way to make sure that they can continue doing whatever it is that they that they have chosen to do. And I don't. <laughs> <laughs> there is a fourth option. We shouldn't be left at the mercy of our citizens, counsels gendarme Severus Tafts, while barely suppressing his hatred for animals. If you want something done right, you've got to do it yourself. Let's send out our boys in blue to go hunt down these vermin. Frothing rapidly, he finishes, that way we can be sure every last one of those mangy, stinking, filth-ridden pests is dead. Well, this might up your police force funding. Now... <laughs> True. That is that is a tempting tempting offer, <laughs> um, but I don't want to eradicate them. That's not a policy I want to undertake. I don't I don't want the government involved in controlling the population. I'm quite happy to leave that to the market to decide on what the appropriate amount of wood-eating spike balls is in Andropolia. Are these things not causing deforestation or anything? Or what's what's the actual issue that people have? Well, with they're wood-eating. They're ravaging the parks and the citizens are upset about that. Okay. So I will be exercising option two. Is that the hunting season? Which is is to not only allow hunting but also um, uh, to allow – to extend all hunting seasons everywhere forever. Forever. (laughs) Zane – what? What did I do? Oh, this computer is not working again. It's the NBN. It's not my computer. Yeah, I, 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 I had to jump off the, the um, internet last time NBN. my phone. Oh, I've got to do this on my mobile phone. Gross. Can't believe I'm descending to this sort of Allow barbarism. me to entertain our audience with my famous New Zealand accent. No, <laughs> don't. <laughs> Tell them about <laughs> the passenger <laughs> pigeon. <laughs> the what? The passenger pigeon. <laughs> I've... Well, it doesn't matter, apples on top of it, I'm already there. <laughs> no, because it was hunted to extinction. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Despite the market's want to keep eating passenger pigeon meat. Sometimes the market it's just too is delicious. terrible. No, sometimes the pigeons are just too delicious. Did you guys know yeah, Tasmanian tigers were famous for their delicious meat? Is that right? No, no, I don't, okay, maybe. I'm unaware of the, the, okay, if they were known for their meat, it definitely wasn't a famous trait of them. <laughs> it was well, the skins. You'll be happy to know. <laughs> delicious fried skins. <laughs> you'll be happy to know that in Andropolia, it is always duck season and rabbit season. Oh, poor bugs. The Andropolia Sentinel reports economics not everything, government says. Tourism industry discounts benefit locals. Mining company ready to rip. And foreigners confused by Andropolian customs, tourists, tourist operator says. It's confusing. This is very confusing. Uptrends, there's not that much change really. Uh, charmlessness is up 4.5% and then everything else is a 1.5% increase. Defence forces, public education, book publishing and law enforcement up 1.5%. Hmm. 
I guess I guess hunting doesn't have a huge impact on society as a whole. Not really. However, it has affected the trout fishing industry. Hmm. The biggest, uh, um, well, not victim, but um, how would you put it? The loser of this of this policy. Um, yeah, hunting the spike ball has had a downtrend in trout fishing of 17%. Oh, people don't need to eat trout when they can eat spike ball. This is absolutely dark. Aren't, sp- aren't spike balls known for their poison glands? <laughs> well, now you can also hunt rabbits and ducks. So Rabbit and duck are delicious. I will yeah. say that. And more delicious than trout. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> So that's 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 it for Andropolia. No introduction of hunting a, 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 a known pest, an invader, has um, given a hit to the trout industry. We couldn't even replicate that here with that cane toad problem. <laughs> cane toad hunting. <laughs> At oh. least we didn't introduce the saber tooth penguin. I am <laughs> I am ha- happy about that. Are there natural predators for cane toads? No, not in Australia. No, in general. Yeah, in Brazil, absolutely yeah. there well, are. That's why they don't run amok in Brazil. Birds and snakes. We need some more snake birds. Yeah, exactly right. We can introduce the cats to get rid of the mice and then introduce dogs to get rid of the well, cats. Okay. Was it, but what birds are these? If the pelicans <laughs> Contrary to popular belief, dogs don't hunt cats. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> um, can we look at... Oh, I had an idea and I completely lost it. You know... No, that's mean. It's it's mean. No, do it. No, do it. Yeah, be mean. Let's do averageness. I was gonna do. No, it doesn't matter. It's fine. Okay, good. Fine. Make fun of the Andropolians. It was gonna be the ignorance index for your yeah, sure. super hunting one. Let's but, do it. No, I'm an averageness. It's happened. Oh, averageness. Zane right. Australia started out at thirty nine point nine nine. I started off at forty point nine nine. So, and we are currently sitting at thirty nine point oh eight. There you go. Uh, the, the, the Andropolians started off relatively average at 34. Um, it has peaked as high as 52 and currently sitting at 44 Oh, for averageness. I started just above what Zane did on, yeah, 40.99 and have mostly dropped and currently sit on 32.7. And none of us have any idea what that means. <laughs> Does that mean that uniqueness is... Higher individuality is higher where averageness is lower. I have less I'd, average people. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I do. I have less average people, or are my people less average themselves, or, or are you below average? Oh. No, but am I measuring like the averageness of a human being, or the amount of average people I have in my nation? Oh, yes, we is don't this, know. Is this the? It's confusing. The thickness of the bell curve yeah. at its at its peak is that is that what it measures? Who even knows? <laughs> we'll leave it up to you, listeners. And if you know, let us know on Twitter at World Order Pod, on Facebook at forward slash a new world order podcast, on email a new world order podcast at gmail.com. And if you have tons of money from all that hunting flesh that you are selling, patreon.com forward slash a new world order. When we will happily take it off your hands in exchange for all of our secret episodes where we yell at each other even louder than we do in our regular episodes. What a deal. All right. As always, I have been Zane C. Weber, the Chancellor of the National Council of Zane Australia, twirling forever towards the future. I've been your people's champion, your one in 200, your man on the street, the phenomenal one, Sebastian of the United States of Seb America. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. 
And I have been Andrew Schossler, the most supreme, magnificent overlord of everything you ever saw in the great confederacy of Andropolia, imploring you all, carte blanche, sans plume. Till next we meet, gentlemen. a mess. War, famine, politics. Why can't everyone just get along? Yeah, like in musicals. Musicals fix everything. If people listened and learned from musicals, everything would be better. Music, lights and spontaneous choreography. What isn't there to love? If you want to learn all of life's important lessons or just listen to some musical theatre nerds wax lyrical subscribe to Musicals Tell Me Everything I Know wherever you find fun and funny podcasts or at our website at thatsnotcanonproductions.com a That's Not Canon Productions podcast Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad high quality fashion without the price tag say hello to Quince I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.